Well, imagine like starting your day off just feeling super good. I don't think that's ever going to be in the cards for me. Ever? No. Why not? Because I'm not delusional. But I, would you say I'm a delusional person? I think only a person can answer that for themselves and a therapist. I don't think I'm delusional. Also, I don't have a therapist, but I feel good. But right. I've, I use all my friends as my therapists by telling them what's going on in life. So I, I get it out every day and just burden everyone else and not a professional, probably. Yeah, it's the kindest thing you do. Yeah, <laughs> very kind. It's the most yeah. thoughtful thing you do. Well, this is episode 110 of Shooting to Breeze, uh, episode 110. That sounds better than saying 110, I think, if you were to like choose which way to say it. Episode 110, and we always name these during the episode, so I don't even know what the name of this one is yet, but it's going to happen in this episode. What do you think of the change from not naming to naming? As you're, you got a mouthful of water. Give you a second. But. I think it's good. I mean, it's the way of the YouTuber... You know? People want to know what they're about to check out. If you just have it's, a number, they're uh, like 1,575. What's that called? It's like clickbait. Yeah. You know? So, but but I, nothing I'm matters. Doing, I mean, it all matters, but also nothing. That's the, there's that one line, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. That wise man, Solomon, said it hundreds, thousands of years ago. Um, but then people it's took it as a name. Uh, no, it's in the Bible. Oh. <laughs> so the King Solomon. <laughs> But he was like, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. And people are like, wow, he really lost his way. Like he used to be a Christian or he used to be like a, a God follower. And now he, he that's during his dark, dark years is what we were always told in church. Um, and was King and Solomon, it, was King Solomon the one that um, pooped in a cave? That was David. I mean, I'm Are sure a sure? lot of, I'm sure a lot of Kings pooped in caves. If you go, go back in time, Where a lot it's of people like, pooped in caves. It's extremely graphic the way they describe it in Yeah, the Bible. so he he had to defecate. He goes to the cave and he's hiding. Was David? No, no, no. Sorry, it was King Saul that pooped in the cave and David was hiding and cut part yeah. of his like how would you be taking a dump? How <laughs> we got to this topic, but how do you be taking a dump and then someone cuts part of your cloak off or your pants with a knife because that's what David did and you don't hear it. You got to be really into that dump. Be so like focused. And, you don't hear. And if it's a go, cave, all of it just echoes. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like, wouldn't you hear like the little zzz, like a tear of a knife cutting part of the cloth off your clothing? Because then the story goes that Saul walks out of the cave after, and the people, all the soldiers down below, are like keeping their faces straight, but they've heard every echo and reverberation the whole time, uh, probably. And so then he walks down, and then David comes up, and he's like, "Saul, I could have killed you, but I didn't." Because God gives you favor or something. He's like, bless you, David. <laughs> Instead of, he's the guy he's hunting, but he's like, thank you, David. And he has this yeah. moment of like, thanks for not killing me. But I'm like, how would you not hear someone cut some of your clothes when you're the only one in the cave? And what if there was a bear in the cave? That too. The Bible bums me out. Wouldn't it? <laughs> the Bible bums. Quote, and this is, <laughs> this the, is quote, the name of the podcast. The Bible bums me out. 
Dolly Payton. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm uh, sure it was. It's just supposed to be a metaphor, you know? Like, no, at, that's a real poop if, in the cave. Who's to say? I am. It's like a okay. historical account of like the guy pooping in a cave and they like wrote it down about it happening. I think some of those things, I mean, there are things that are metaphorical, but there's also stories you're like, no one would have made this up. But that sounds, I mean, it sounds exactly like a vehicle that a church would use of like, oh, when you're at, um, when you think, uh, like when you're, you're on top of the world and you think no one can touch you, um, you're like humbled uh by whatever by someone cutting your clothes while you're taking a dump in like a cave. in your most yeah when you least expect it in your most vulnerable um mm-hmm. well there's so many metaphors to pull from all that for sure yeah i just mean like straight value without taking like what a group is going to twist it to i'm yeah. like some of the because uh, some people are like the bible's all fake stories and i'm like you know it is supposed to be an account of the jewish people so if you look back to like jewish history it's literally sure. supposed to be an account of what happened to them. And then mm-hmm. all the other religions are like, this is our people. And you're like, no, this is the Jewish people. But you yeah. can get metaphors from it and use it in sermons and stuff. So, like, I take it as, like, a an account of their history and, like, what happened. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, these. I think a lot of these stories, most of the stories did happen. And some things are metaphors, like the parables. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't take it like, you know, there's application for from any story you read for today's life. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like anyone could read a book and be like, this thing applies to me now. Yeah. So, but we, we do try to like, I say we, cause the collective, like growing up uh, Christian in churches, try to take that and like, just apply everything to our own lives. And I'm like, I'm not going to pluck my eye out if it causes me to sin. Like I'd, I'd love to keep my eye if possible. That might be a little meta metaphorical more, right? If you do, if you have that. Yeah, there's something I was going to say on the topic of delusional. Um, I watched Grey Gardens the other night. Have you heard of Grey Gardens? I have not. Okay. Get not ready. Yet. Strap in. Okay. Buckle up. Um, I'm going to pull up their names because I forget what it is. So it's Grey Gardens itself is two things one it was uh the name of an estate in the east hamptons Mm -hmm. and second is what a documentary was called um in 19 i think 76 let me pull this up yep 1976 was it about the same Um, place it was about the same place yeah and so the family this family that lives at the at gray gardens is named the beale family b-e-a-l-e Okay. And it's a mother daughter. So the mom's like in her 70s, the daughter's in her like mid 50s. Oh, okay. A little later on. Yeah. So they they come from money. The uh the mom's father was a lawyer and she married his partner. The daughter married a partner at the firm that her dad worked at or owned something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, And so they were like socialites, New York, all that stuff. Um, At some point, the dad bought this house in East Hamptons. It was gorgeous, beautiful. Um, The daughter and husband inherit it or are given it or buy it at some point. They 
whatever they Maybe come to owning before this the, property before anyone dies they're just like here you go yeah sure yeah so they own the property and it's gorgeous immaculate like to the tens gorgeous and they are cousins with jackie kennedy jackie onassis this is before oh. before kennedy before jackie marries kennedy uh jfk so that was rich as well all that stuff yeah, yeah so independently wealthy or just wealthy it must uh, be nice it must be nice yeah it must be nice um and the so the daughter is young when they buy this house right when it's in perfect condition um she has aspirations to be like an actress a singer and um uh, this is all just backstory i'm not talking about the documentary yet yeah um, you just know this or yeah because i in on the documentary. i got obsessed i got obsessed okay um and i'm not done with my obsession like i'm gonna continue watching content on this because it's it's amazing but you already watched the whole documentary i watched the documentary yeah okay um and so the daughter has aspirations she tries to this is where that gap is where like i still need to continue watching stuff um at some point her dad and mom like separate um like they're still married but for you know like romantically they're just kind of like done they've had it with each other um yeah he goes back to the city leaves the family at the in in the house um and the daughter wants to go to new york to try to do this thing um and the whole time they're kind of trying to marry her off already like she's um an old maid of age no 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 she's still young like just... 20s maybe still like in her teens like 18 or something um oh and so, wait how long ago was this again uh this is like maybe like the 40s 40s okay marrying um, in your teens i guess that was a thing more but yeah that's crazy yeah about that. that sounds crazy now yeah and um so from there that's where the gap of knowledge that i do not have yet um fast forward to i like at some point so the daughter creates her own life right um she's about to get married and uh she feels like she needs to go home and help her aging mother um mm. like take care of the house all this stuff so she goes and lives with her and in 1976 these two brothers documentarians the misel Maisel, Maisel brothers um they do they try to do a documentary about jackie kennedy right so they're interviewing her um her sister i believe and then at some point they get introduced to the beale family the mother daughter yeah. and um and then Jackie cancels the doc documentary. Like she does no longer wants to pursue getting this documentary done. So the, like, the, the Maisel brothers go back to the Beale family and go, um, we, they were like, the documentary fell through, but you guys, they're like, we're interested in documenting you guys. If you're up to that, they're like, sure. So they mm -hmm. start they start this documentary and it opens so, up 
at this with, point, I, I think it's going into like a ghost story or something. I have no clue where you're taking this, which is great. <laughs> so continue. So the so the mom's name is Edith. The daughter's name is Little. Uh, her name is Edith as well, but they call her Little Edie. And Edie. that's cool. So the documentary opens up with Little Edie in like a makeshift uh, head wrap that's just like a shirt that's clipped in the back. So it's tight. It's oh, got like yeah. none vibes. Yeah, I've seen people do, do that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Has what vibes? None vibes. Like super oh, taut on her head. Mm-hmm. And she has like a. Oh, gosh. She has like a sweater as a skirt with tights on and then um, like a long sleeve shirt. Right. And she's talking to the documentarian, the, the documentarians out in the front lawn. OK. Um, in her 50s. Yeah. In her 50s. OK. And she's just kind of like mid rant talking about things. And. um, And then. At some point goes, oh, mom's going to be so excited to see you too. She really likes you guys. She goes, come on, let's go into the house. And behind her is just like a wall of greenery. And yeah. she walks towards it, moves branches, and then enters enters the tree, like uh-huh. the greenery, and then lets go of the branches yeah. and then disappears. And then for the next like hour and a half, it's like... Like, I got 10 minutes into this, and I was like, there is no way these people act this way. Like, it was just, it was, oh gosh, how do I even explain it? Like, it seemed like the mom and the daughter, their goal was to just annoy each other just all the time. It was just them in a 14-room mansion, and... Like it was, it showed its age. Like there wasn't any upkeep. At one point early in the document documentary, the camera shows a corner of a wall and it's yeah. maybe like a foot and a half hole, like a foot and a half by foot and a half hole that uh, I think the daughter goes, yeah, the raccoons um, ate, ate the wall. And then and they didn't fix it. They didn't fix it. And so it's just dilapidated the whole place. For yes. Like and the documentary is about their lives or or about the place. It's about them living in this house. Okay. Living on this property. And so it's them like wearing the oh, the mom never has clothes on. Like fully never has clothes on. She has like a like she's wearing something doesn't wear undergarments mm-hmm. and will put like a sweater over her top like over her chest yeah and then wear like a blanket to cover her lower so half it's never clothing clothing really for the it, lower there's no pants there's no skirt there's nothing. no yeah. at, at one point it looks like there's a like a type of muumu on but mm-hmm. it doesn't have a back it's strange. So um, she's she's a uh, full moon in, on the backside. Walking yeah, around. but like for the most part is either seated or she's in her bed 
or well, she's sitting bare butted on everything. Yeah. Not but it's her house has the right, you know, she can do it. So is she kind of like out of her mind at that point. Then she's a little crazy. They're both just they very both batty, just very batty. Okay. The both of them. And, um, but they both carry on like nothing is strange. Um, the this is normal, normal life. Yeah. And like everything is just real, looks really dirty. Um, the rooms that they show these women living in is a bedroom, a bedroom that has two beds, um, like a pink. It looks like a like a sitting room of some type, but there's like a table in it and chairs and it leads to like a like a patio. Mm-hmm. Um, so Outside it's the second thing. story. It's like the second or oh. third story, but there's like a patio situation so sitting outside i mean are they yeah so they they don't have to work they have this independent wealth but they're not even keeping the place nice they may right. as well move into a small apartment in the city that looks nice and not have this giant place that's like run down yeah but uh so i think one of two things has to be true is that either they are the mom is slowly running out of money Mm-hmm. Um, because the daughter doesn't have any income, no source of income because she's taking care of her mom. Um, Unless the state's paying her to do it. But they're wealthy. So they don't like, need I don't the, know if there'd the be state any funding. state's assistance. Yeah. Um, yeah. So either they're running out of money or the mom is just like tight fisted, you know, doesn't like to spend. Um, because you'd, you'd bring people in and fix the hole in the wall. You would do all these things. I mean, walking through the greenery to go into your house, very cool. Or going to the, like a courtyard. Could be cool. Yeah. But it's just like overgrown uh, mm-hmm. plants. Yeah, they and, haven't kept it up. Yeah. And they have a bunch of feral cats that just go in and out of the house. They feed them. Um, they, they have, so going back to the raccoons, they have raccoons and possums in the attic and the daughter will go up to the attic and just, um, open up bags or, uh, like bread loaves and just scatter it. Um, or like come running, you see possums run over and raccoons, raccoons, that is possums to me are the scariest. Like the babies look kind of cute, but you get a full size one and you're like, you are like, um, half dead be like a zombie creature like you look yeah. the hissing like if that thing bites you you think you're, you're probably going to die from some kind of rabies or something yeah um raccoons are cute but they're also pretty pretty scary too yeah and then it, the documentary just continues to like unravel um at one point the mom is like cooking bedside so like she has some burner of some type has a pot on it boiling water so that she can make corn on the cob and while she's they, in bed while she's in bed um and they have like a uh like a landscape guy or like a groundskeeper type of deal i don't know what the how long that person had been hired on for <laughs> they, they just hired him because <laughs> what would he have been doing the whole time that the place <laughs> looks so terrible yeah and he's like a young like, guy um and the the mom just gives him a piece of corn on the cob and they're all just in this room eating corn um and oh, then he hangs with them <laughs> yeah 
I'm looking at the pictures of the documentary real quick just to see. And so little Edie just has like these, uh, her clothing choices are much of the same, like still like a head wrap, a top, and then like this makeshift skirt. Um, And they're pretty cool for being like strange. Yeah, um, she looks. I come. I'm just looking at a picture. The mom has a. They're sitting in bed. They have a radio in between them, holding hands. The mom has a pirate hat on, or an <laughs> angled hat. And Edie, the little younger one, who, yeah, the mom doesn't look bad for her 70s. But you got like the whole head wrap, complete yeah. nun look. Yeah, um, that is. And the walls are so dingy and dirty. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the documentary. Um, that hole in the wall is now the full length of the wall. Um, like they, the raccoons didn't do that. They continued to wreck it. No, I think the raccoons did. Cause they're um, just walking around climbing, eating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I cannot recommend this documentary more highly. More. Okay. Yeah. It's so well, good. I mean, does it, I learned, it doesn't obviously conclude. Right. So I learned that. Um, so the reason why they shot, like the reason why we only saw like three rooms. Oh, by the way, at one point, one of them has a birthday. I think the mom has a birthday and like a couple comes over. Um, and so they, you know, have a share a meal. They have cake. Um, and then the couple leaves. Yeah. documentary ends kind of unresolved you know like there wasn't a real purpose for this documentary other than following like, them around yeah um so then i learned that the reason why we only saw them in like three to four different rooms was because they would move from room to room in the place and leave like garbage in the room that they were in so like once a room was full they'd go on to the next room they wouldn't even clean it. Right. So they could so the whole house was garbage pits except for the room they were in. Yes. And get this. Because of all the cats so and the raccoons and the possums. Quarters. Yeah, who's cleaning up the poop? No one, baby. <laughs> Not a single person, babe. That and is, I'm this like This is like those hoarder shows. That is so gross. Yes. And so, dude. Not only are you living in this every single day. You're smelling these, feces. You're smelling urine, like disgusting, weird scents. Uh, yeah. Um, you you could not make that house smell good. Like that's a condemned house. You get you get them out of there. That place gets wiped out. Yeah. Like the who knows how long the documentarians were there for smelling this stuff. The um, right. that but the birthday scene. Uh, being like this couple came in and it just smells like are there is a couple commenting the worst. on it they're like, um they're like it smells a little no they're just tight lipped the whole time just there for the birthday and then they leave um hmm. and i'm just like that's as the documentary you... filmmakers you got to have some footage of those other rooms and ask them so why did you guys leave this room and they're like well cuz we filled it up to the ceiling with trash and there's a lot of like there's probably dead animals in here and there's poop and like well i wonder if there was that how are they cleaning up at all yeah well i wonder if there was some type of like the family said yes we'll do this but you cannot do x y and z like i wonder if there were yeah. stipulations for the documentary 
Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine just having to be in there for a few months and breathing that in while you're there filming. That's bad enough being like a filmmaker kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of older houses have like, there's like houses built in the early 1900s. Like, um, I've been to a few and, and you stay at them and you're like, you know, everything about this place is very old feeling, smelling everything. Like my grandpa's old house, when I visited as a kid, I imagine that now if it hasn't been remodeled and there's just like a certain smell of like old places and feel and like it's a coldness is what I would describe it as because you can't feel like comfortable and warm and relaxed in a space that feels like so old and cold and no carpet or like a throw rug to like make up the difference of like hardwood floors but it just feels like a farmhouse you get a farmhouse feel and it's and unless it's been totally redone the out on the inside I'm like this I could not like this would not be my vibe. I know it's like maybe been in the family for generations and generations, but I would like something a little more homey feeling if possible myself. Yeah. And then, so this documentary comes out 76, the mom passes away, like within the next few years, the daughter sells the house for $200,000 at the time. Now it's like, who knows? I don't want to do the math. It's inflation. Like Two hundred thousand then would be like eight hundred thousand now. Yeah, probably because a house would be like eighty thousand in the early eighties for a normal house. So, uh, or maybe it would be like yeah, because eight hundred nine hundred thousand is like a bigger house now. Yeah. Um. So not a t- not a ton, but something. yeah. So she sells the house to this couple. The couple goes like somehow releases or someone they comment on the house and it gets picked up that like what they what we saw in the documentary was just a touch of how condemned that house was like the kitchen fell through the floor into the the cellar like full rooms had just chunks of floor missing um it was filled with trash all that do they know that when they bought it no, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Or or it they just like say. they knew they were going to redo everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's East Hamptons. It's still in the Hamptons. It's a in nice area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they clean out the house. They, I don't know if renovate is the right term, but they like bring the house to what the original like house plans were. Um, oh, yeah. You wow. Know, so they put a yeah. lot of money into it besides buying it. Yeah. And then they live through it um, or they live with the house for maybe like 20, 30 years. Maybe this is not more documentary stuff. This, this is, is just not the research. documentary. Yeah. They need a and, second documentary. Gray's Mansion 2. Yeah. Yeah. To cover the other stories after. They, I think they sell the house and then... It ends up being worth like a couple mil afterwards. I would say if you're remodeling that much, yeah. And then the house gets sold again. And this person like modernizes it a little bit, like just the flow of the house, you know, like still keeping the feel of the original house. The house ends up selling for something like $20 million afterwards. Yeah, Yeah, I would say, I mean, it, if it's nice and it looks and it's in the Hamptons, it's just like you're you're paying location, 
you're mm-hmm. and then that's the kind of place I would be interested in because everything's been gutted and started again. And you're like, oh, this has a very nice feel to it. Okay, this is cool. Yeah. But to just to see the progression or the timeline of this one place where so much history took place, you know, this odd, Mm -hmm. almost like it seems like folklore, you know, or like some like, you know, when you're kids and you're like, oh, don't go to so-and-so's house, the old man. Yeah, it's haunted or the they say that there's an old man. Yeah, yeah. He eats children or something. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they're, it's all those like um, kids, kids movies are for like, you know, like the Goonies and stuff like that. There's always like this creepy person who's just antisocial that gets a bad rap. Um, the Goonies was definitely weird. She was making him drink pee or something like that. So it was, I have yeah. to watch that again. But there was this thing, it was like this yellow stuff. You're like, drink up. And they're like, oh. so, but yeah, I, I think that. It's just people being afraid of the antisocial sometimes or the people that just let their places run down. And who goes into a place like, oh, our baseball went through the window. Like, hey, Tommy, let's get a new baseball instead. And he's like, no, I'm going in and getting it. And doors creaked open. I'm like, no, you don't. No no normal person goes into the door that's creaked open. Yeah. Like I I just started watching Jack Ryan last night on Amazon. The the Tom, uh, I say Tom. Well, it's Tom Clancy, but it's John Krasinski, the guy for, for Jim from The Office, as um, like an analyst for the CIA. He's like a paper pusher guy, but he has seen action, but they kind of don't tell you that at first. And then he like gets sent into the middle of like these the Syrian like bombers uh, world where he's trying to like get this guy who's starting the next 9-11 basically um but he follows the brother into this field at night the the brother of this um the two brothers are like the um terrorist guys he follows him into this field of snow where there's blood dripping because he's been shot and he follows him into this like barn and then he's like i'm like why why are you going into the barn at night you're the only one there and he like swings the door open and pulls the gun out i'm like that's the guy's moment (laughs) to just there he is Like, it's not really, like, smart, but the guy happens to attack him and stuff separately than having a gun. But I'm like, who knows? Like, I had a gun. So I'm like, it's just the way that these things happen in movies and shows where people are, like, going through these areas. I'm like, you wouldn't do that. You would definitely stay along the tree line. You wouldn't walk in the open. You would, like, look through the windows. You wouldn't enter a barn that's pitch black at night. You'd be like, I'm going to get some assistance before I do this. Yeah, if I don't trying, like if going, you're trying to live. I don't like going in my garage when the light's not on. You know. Yeah, who knows what's in there? I mean, probably not a raccoon or a possum. You hope or yeah. an opossum. Yeah, I. Um, whenever it's too dark, I think of uh, the Night Stalker. What's his name? Richard Gear. No, uh, a real a real stalker. I don't know. He was a serial killer. Um, oh, Richard. I know there are shows about serial killers. I just don't really. I haven't watched any, and people get obsessed. They're like I gotta watch all these shows about these people that did terrible things. I'm like, I don't know if I need to, but I don't yeah. know the night night stalker. You say? Let's yeah. get some facts in here. If I look um, this up on DuckDuckGo, I won't be tracked by Google and get more ads for it. Night stalker. Um, yeah, I just get scared. Oh, Ramirez. There you go. Ramirez. Um, cause like there's he would. There's a Netflix series on it. Yeah. There's one part in that series, that Netflix series where like he, so he attacks someone and she survived, I think. Um, mm. 
but he so she like pulled into her driveway um was taking things out of her car and she felt a gun on her back and she froze and then turned turned around slowly and then he like smiled at her and his teeth look nasty and either shot her or just walked away i can't remember we're like his he wanted the thrill of seeing fear in someone's eyes before he was like i got it Okay. No, so I he think, didn't do much. I don't think she was scared. There was something like that where like she ended up surviving because he didn't get that get what he wanted. He's yeah. like, "Oh, you're not you're not my person. I need someone who looks scared." She's like, "What?" Yeah. Yeah, something like that. So it's someone so I've always thought about that. You get the people that are like maybe um let's say depressed or just like like any day I go is fine. And those are the people not, not that this is always the case. There was a documentary or like a TV show years ago about this guy that got into base jumping because he was suicidal. And so he started doing these super extreme sports that were really dangerous and it gave him a reason to live. (laughs) And so Mm. he was like, he's like, Oh, I live for this thrill. He's like, honestly, I was like not doing well before. And now I'm like, he's like, sure. I could die at any moment, but I was already ready to do it before. And so now he's just taking these huge risks. So you get one of those kind of guys or killer people get someone that's like ready to go. They're like, do it. And then he's like, what? This is not the thing I want. Yeah. Uh, but his teeth do look insane. Yeah. Have you seen, you've obviously seen pictures. It just looks mm-hmm. like jagged missing some. And it looks like, it looks like British teeth on crack, literally on crack. It's crazy. Yeah. British teeth are known for being crooked, but his are like, Right. And he looks like a guy you wouldn't want to mess with also. Hmm. There's a dec- uh, Netflix thing on it. I'm not, not uh, condoning it cause I don't know, but just saying if someone wanted to learn about it, they could. Yeah. That's a great series. Um, mm. uh, so yeah. So great gardens, watch it. Great gardens, check it out. Yeah, I, I probably will. And it's honestly, it's not just the people it's the, I mean, it's not just the place. It is the people. Because yeah. seeing how quirky they are and stuff. And how how um, removed from Jackie Kennedy were they? Or oh. what was her na- uh, maiden name? Onassis. Um, Onassis. Or no, that was her. That's her middle name, maybe? No. It, she. So Jackie was a widow. Um, that was her oh, first husband's that. last name. Um, I forget what her. But it was her maiden name family basically yeah like probably cousin like her cousin possibly. it was yeah they were cousins um so you would think that maybe she would make her, i mean she obviously oh, didn't want to be in the documentary but she'd been out to the house at some point this probably. is what it was it was the mom's dad so uh jackie was the mom's dad's granddaughter so the mom's brother or sibling Mm-hmm. Oh, just sibling oh. was Jackie's parent. Dad. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, that the like her uncle, yeah, or I mean, yeah, the the lady in the documentary, her uncle was um, Jackie's dad. Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. Well, and so another thing no. about like, yes, that right, or aunt. 
I don't know. Yeah, who's... but her mom, I'm saying the lady that lived in the house who was in her 50s, her mom wasn't her aunt. Her mom was her mom, but her uncle was Jackie's dad. Because the mom in the or, house. Or aunt. <laughs> Maybe they're both moms. Or her <laughs> aunt clarify. was Jackie's mom. Her aunt was her mom. <laughs> no, no, no. So Edith. Oh, I see. You don't know which one it was, the dad or the Exactly. Mom. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Um, um Little Edie. Little it was little Edie. Did they have did she have kids? No. But she was married at some point. No, she was gonna be married and then they never did it. Didn't because she went to go help her mom. And then there was like there's some level of resentment that she talk speaks to of like I could see that. How because they're missing they're so removed from like social norms and they both romanticize like like how someone should conduct themselves like the like properness all of that but like the way that they interact and the way they speak about things is very like socially removed they're always yelling or always singing at the top of their voice like they have no nitpicking at each other yeah, they they have no um, social reference to be out in public. They're just in their own world. Which, how many years of that does someone do? And then they're like, you know, you miss out on so much just not yeah. being out. And then they're like, yeah, we got our relatives that just never go to anything. Maybe they went out into other people's places and it was normal. But I feel like they'd have trouble interacting because they were just so in their own world too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. There needs to be documentaries about the behind the scenes, like all the stuff you've researched needs to get out because the documentary itself is probably interesting, but then all the extra research, that's, what's fun about watching some of those older things and like Wikipedia it and reading histories and like early life of people and, and things like that. I feel like there's so many stories to be told. We're never going to run out of topics. They keep making remakes of old movies. Yeah. I'm like, how about we get some, some new movies on side characters and some of these bigger stories that we've heard about before. That would be cool. Yeah. Like there's uh oh gosh. Not to keep it on the Kennedys or you know, no, I love this. So I, I love this topic because I want to get to Marilyn Monroe and Jackie O and how and how do the how does that all work at that time with JFK? Yeah. There's that movie with oh it's not Rooney Mara, it's her sister. Um Rooney Mara's sister. I forget what her name is. Something Mara. Um, I don't know who Rooney Mara is. Uh, she's in a movie called like. This is not what it's called, <laughs> but it's something like she's Saskatchewan an actor, actress. Yeah, she's an actress as well. Saskatchewan, not Saskatchewan. It's Saskatchewan. It's the sketchiest it, part it of sounds, Saskatchewan. It sounds the same. Okay. Like it's some. Um, like east coast um the movie's called chappaquiddick (laughs) very close to saskatchewan chappaquiddick yeah Yeah, too many letters so the story's about ted kennedy and a car crash that happened to him in 1969 and so i mean he he was drowning a lady basically in the river right he was trying to get rid of evidence for yeah, his uh, that's essentially his stuff. It. That and really, the movie's yeah. about the cover up and how that played out, or like how all of that played out. Why did I bring that up? 
because uh, it's a Kennedy thing. And the, there's a lot of tragedies surrounding the Kennedys following JFKs. But it's like very weird how all those things uh, occurred. So like, well, the one weird coincidence, JFK's uh, secretary was named Lincoln and Lincoln's uh, secretary was named Kennedy. Just some weird coincidence between presidents yeah. that were shot. And there's something about the they dates. Both, the dates too? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they something were both. Something about like both. he passed away on a date Lincoln passed away on a date and then that date is tied to Kennedy somehow. Maybe it was just the, I don't know if it's it not the exact date, month. but it's like the but, numbers are. Yeah. Inverted. Well, they would, Oh, weird. They both were trying to do things and um, kind of buck the system a little bit. And like Kennedy was like, no, we, uh, we were going to have a separation of church and state, the Catholic. Cause he was like, he was like, I'm a Catholic, but I'm American first. And the church was like, no, we want to be in on these political things. He's like, no, you're not going to. And he was about to pass a law to like keep church and state separate or something, which it is. But um, he was uh, taken out for some reason is what, what a lot of people believe around that. And uh, I have a lot of theories too, but you know, that the JFK thing is one of those big conspiracies. And yeah. then his son dies mysteriously in a plane crash after like, also working on some some things that were like maybe um he had good things that like stop injustices in the world and you're like oh and his plane suddenly goes down interesting very interesting <laughs> interesting and someone was saying he was alive and well still and hiding out as another person another name which is crazy too yeah his uh jackie jr's streetwear is also very sick it's so jackie cool. jr yeah what do you mean his, Jackie Jr.? That's his name. Jack Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine, so she's the she's the president's wife or the senator's wife. And back in that time, it seemed to be like an oak, I mean, not okay, but it was like assumed that kind of like mad men that the husbands were stepping out. Basically. Unfortunately. Yeah. They were just they were just bad. And so then she's like smiling and going out in public and this and that. And in the meanwhile, the whole country and everyone else knows there's some weird stuff going on. And I was like, that's just unfortunate. Like you got this a level and not that it doesn't happen now. That's why there's private investigators, all this kind of stuff. But to live your whole life being like, this is the road that I chose, but didn't choose. And now I got to live it. Yeah. Well, his dad was an open, open cheater as well. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, the whole, the, I mean, yeah, I won't say the whole family, but there's been a lot of cases. Yeah. There's, uh, I came across this podcast. Um, if I find it again, I'll send it to you. But right now mm -hmm. they're going through the entire Kennedy family. Um, like talking about Rose, like all the siblings talking about their upbringing, the dad and, uh, mom dynamic hmm. all that stuff um oh, but it sounds with the good. parents of jfk and different things too just everything i don't know what it is like an obsession with like there's the rockefellers and the rothschilds and the kennedys so these like rich well, families that just it's, so much it's power. the closest that the u.s has to royalty it's like people that are yeah that have money Mm -hmm. that are like just own half of New York and all these yeah. other things and stuff too. Like a quote from uh, David Rothschild uh, and I can never say it right. Roth's child. I don't know, but he, uh, he was like um, buy, buy property when money, when blood's running in the streets. Yeah. Like they would buy up places when it was the worst, when the economy is the lowest. I'm like just a business practice 
that is very smart business because then the value is always going to go up after the tragedy. So like something bad happens, they come in and have the money and take that, 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 that. Yeah. So that's how you build wealth, I guess. Speaking of wealth, uh, what would you do if you want a million dollars? Or inherited because like we're talking about intergen uh this kind of ties in actually i wrote these questions before we podcasted and it ties into the mansion people because they're just like the wealth is there what are you going to do with your time and they chose a certain way to do it but what would you do mm, i think i would just keep it in a bank so that i can live off the interest Although that's that not a, a lot. Smart, that is a smart answer. Well, you yeah. can live off a million dollars with interest. You could it's get like thirty grand. to forty thousand a year. Yeah, it's like three grand per month. Mm-hmm. And then I think, honestly, what I would I would do that, and then take like a thousand dollars of my own money, like not from there. Yeah, and then maybe less than that. I would probably I would buy lottery tickets. Lotto, you would buy lotto <laughs> tickets with the millions to no, no, hopefully no. win more. I wouldn't touch the millions. I would take my own money that I would have saved separately. Okay, yeah, and then buy lotto tickets. And you're still working. You still have a job. You're doing yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. So you would just buy lotto tickets, and then you're like, I won again, and I already have a million. In the-. so either yeah. there's no risk. It's like going to the casino with money someone else gave you. Because you already know that you're covered. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. Because I don't have, because I've only gone to a casino once. And Mm -hmm. I understood where that line is for me of like, I was bored after 20 minutes. Um, And I I got money. Mm -hmm. Like I was up whatever, like $40 from what I came in You were bored that you were making money? No, I was just bored of the whole experience of like, oh, okay. this is pretty like fast. This transaction mm-hmm. is fast because it's it like is. you either get yeah. money or you don't. And like, I'm not a card game person. And so like, I don't have the patience for what you, you play or just the slots. Yeah. Slots are a little not as fun, I think. I mean, over time, it's like you're just pushing, seeing things spin and you know, it's rigged to yeah. not be in your favor. Once in a while it works. Roulette. Yeah. I love roulette. You're like watching the ball spin. You're picking numbers. Yeah, there's Russian roulette. (laughs) That's not the one I'm talking about. I don't know if they call it Russian roulette. Anything Russian is just more hardcore. Like we have roulette this game, or you can play Russian roulette over here. And they're like, what's that? They take a pistol, put a bullet in, spin it. Yeah. Um, That's pretty bad. But yeah, I would, a regular roulette is where the balls, they spin the ball on the thing. It goes around, lands on on a color or a number, and it's a red or black. And then there's one where it's like a blackout that clears everything. So if you put um, uh, chips up on those, you luck out if those, if it wipes everything else out. Red and black is a safe bet. You can just not even put a number down. Just be like red or black. And on the Jack Ryan show, they were the one guy, they had this like crate in Nevada near Vegas. They had this like center where they have satellites that can target and send bombs around the world. So they're like sitting there going after targets that are on their list for bad people. And he does one and he feels really bad about it because he saw the guy like leave his son and go on this trip and get on a motorcycle. And it was supposed to be one of his targets. And he just it was haunting him for like a while. So every time he'd make a kill, his his uh, this girl that sat next to him, who's also an officer and does the same thing, handed him a dollar and he put the number on it. And it showed that his wallet was one hundred and seven dollars with like all all the kills he'd done. And he took all that money, took it to the casino. 
and was like just he he was like just couldn't sleep and he got up and was like tormented by you know yeah took it to the casino they they let him cash it in then this this couple kind of like latched on to him when he started winning and he couldn't lose every number he said he kept putting on the same number black black 22 black 22 doubling he got from like a hundred dollars to like 23 grand wow and then he walked out of there and then the couple go back to his place and it's like a swinger group kind of thing the girls like that and the guy just beats him up at the end and that was kind of kind of how they got their jollies kind of thing and it was like crazy but then he finds out later and in, in the next episode that the guy that he got it was missing the guy someone had messed up and the guy wasn't a terrorist and he was just like are you okay he's like no i'm not he's like so pissed so yeah. but he won that money and he offered the money to the people and they're like we don't want your money you won that we just wanted to beat you up do <laughs> it's so it was so weird but yeah casinos are it's not always the yeah. best people at casinos but There's it's fun a, if you play certain games this was the first maybe i'm just uh what's it called like jaded i'm so far removed from this world there's a scene Which in one? hell or high water um where it's these two brothers they they're bank robbers or they're they turn to bank robbing because the state is come or the bank is coming after their mom's house or something and so they need some money to to get out of it yeah um so they rob a bank and then they go to the casino with the money the casino gives them chips and they go and sit at the bar. Hours later, mm-hmm. they leave the bar, they cash in the chips, and then walk out with the money. They walk so out they're just using money. the casino to launder the money. Launder. And the yeah. and the money they get back is not the bills that were stolen from the bank. And so it's that's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, we're giving people so ideas right now. Yeah, but <laughs> so, that's but if you can get, a, get away with robbing a bank. You know, they're probably not going to. Yeah. Anyone. That, and there's you hear these stories of people robbing a convenience store and doing something crazy and then yeah. like for something small and then going to jail for a few years. And you're like, that is so dumb. Like, yeah, so ask your friend for 20 bucks for that mm-hmm. case of beer or whatever you're <laughs> you're trying to get. Yeah. I mean, I uh, have I have someone that I know that I'm not going to name, but there yeah. was like a dumb criminal story where they robbed years ago in like Olympia or something were visiting family and robbed a convenience store for a case of beer, ran off into the woods, drank the whole case, returned to the same convenience store to ask directions before smartphones were a thing. And the cops were like, that's the guy and got arrested had to do some time. Yeah. That's so dumb. It's someone I went to high school with and I'm not going to say their name. It's insane. And, and he, and he's, he's a cool guy doing well now, but I'm like, that is, it's amazing it's an amazing story for someone <laughs> no for me that i actually know the person and that happened to sure oh um, gosh and it's like the things you see on like dumb criminals what they yeah, did and go to the same but there's worse i mean it was a case of beer he was like yeah. maybe underage or something at the time sure but it's still still like you're like definitely don't ask for directions you would have been fine off the hook um, um what would you do for your million uh, if I want a million, I would quit everything for a year. Um, not everything. I would quit working for a year and just like travel, see everyone, enjoy it. Cause it's like a life reset. And I would put like a good four, half of it, probably 500,000 into like an annuity, giving me four or 5% back. 
or something that's like a safer bet. So in about 20 years, I would have like a few grand a month for life because a hundred thousand in, in, in an annuity would build. If you had a million, you could retire even earlier. But I'm just like, I'm always looking for like, what age would I like to retire? And I'm like, early fifties would be awesome. No. So if I had a mil, if I had a million, I would uh, no, yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're yelling at Sammy. <laughs> like, no. Um, if I had a million, I'd be like, okay, well, I, I live on this X amount per month, per year already. And this gives me a, a lot of leeway and I can still come back and do the things I'm doing now, but I could like take a minute to just reset yeah. and re replan the, the life out the way you want it. Or a million is not a lot. If it's just buying a house, you've already spent over half of it or more. So if you were, if I was just to literally buy a house in Edmonds, the place I want to live eventually and do that, maybe that's what I do. And I'd keep working and have like a couple hundred thousand left over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, I would keep doing all the things I'm doing creatively and keep, uh, like I would podcast, I would write songs, make movies, short films, that kind of stuff and travel probably same so really i'm already living that life i'm just having to work and i want those hours back i want to get that time like i posted on facebook this week i'm like times like this uh all the time in the world that phrase it's like i'd like to have all the time in the world but my bank account isn't quite i uh, need some assistance to get me to that spot of just getting to do all the things i want whenever i want to do them yeah so i have one more question for you okay. um and this is um this this one uh, it might be a little weird, but I had a, it's a deeper thought, but I was like, you get to create your own country, either using part of the world that currently exists or something completely unique and different Then dot, dot, dot. What does that look? What does it look like? Okay. Um, I would try to find a way to make that trash Island thing. Yeah. You know, that floating, what is it, like a the mile thing that's now? In the, that, the thing that's in the ocean that's just garbage that people yeah. have thrown. Yeah, that's gathered together and stuck together. Yeah, somehow make that a, like, somehow turn that into an island. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it's in one location for and whatever. you build it up and you put stuff on it so you can live on it. You would yeah. live on trash? Or... Or somehow that like harnesses the trash to be like a power source for the city or uh, whatever. So you know it what burns I mean? trash. Like More trash is gathering to it daily. So you're, uh, it's kind of like the big island with lava. It's building constantly. Yeah. So your island's constantly expanding slowly and you're burning a little thing of trash from the middle through a, through an incinerator just to keep like energy going. Yeah. You'd probably go. With it's like the Bermuda Triangle too. of trash. But you're moving across. I mean, if it's that big, I wonder if storms affect it or if it just sits there and the storms go around it. Well, that's what I'd want to do is like find a way to make the trash non-toxic and have it add to the city. Um, so you're saving the somehow, yeah, saving the world. Somehow um, make it stop floating or not floating, but like be moving. a vagabond of an island yeah um, yeah you'd have to find it is sitting on like a sand barge and getting sand barge sand bar sandbar <laughs> you know one of those barges that floats but it's made of sand it's a yeah. sandbar so it's something that catches it in the ocean and it's deeper deep enough that it stops moving um 
that's like the new topia that in the 90s they were make i to, i've talked about it once before i think but there was this website this guy in the caribbean was gonna make a new like venice where there's like a country that's made in in the middle of the caribbean on floating islands so there's the water it's waterways for roads and you're going in between different little like island areas and i was like that is so cool and he was going to make this whole new like um what's the word i'm looking for utopic society basically in the middle of the caribbean and it looked all like the pictures that he had for design would be like very roman and very like golden and amazing looking and all that and i was like that is i mean it it was all like speculation never happened but kind of like that yeah you're doing trash version of that to save just the environment because it sounds yeah just because it's like that it bums me out that there's just trash floating mm-hmm. there's no plan to like remove it yeah. um so you'd save that's a good a very uh night good save the planet uh answer and it's real too i can tell you care yeah you know it's also cool that uh where is it dubai that mm-hmm. mirror city do you know what i'm talking about mirrors have you looked it up buildings are mirrors no so it's these two walls it looks like these two walls that Mm -hmm. run perfectly straight parallel to each other for miles wow mirror city it looks so sick images uh there's like it's a city where it's all mirrors no It's it's not dubai oh i see walls with like so you're seeing like there are two walls running back and forth and and so you're seeing the reflection of everything around it but it's huge. Mirror city in Saudi Arabia resembles a massive wall amid the desert it says. Probably that, right? Yeah. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Oh, wow. And there's like it's like it's honestly a giant mirror castle cuz the walls yeah, are dude. so tall people are entering at the base. You would you would live there. You'd make that your country. No, I just think that's cool. It is pretty cool. Like it's almost like you don't see it's there because it's reflecting everything around it. Yeah. Can you imagine how hot it's going to be there? Because of the mirrors well, it's, just it's reflecting the, the heat. It's the friggin' desert. Yeah. Just oh, and there's and another picture of this the city in Saudi Arabia where there's like space in between the two walls. So you're walking around just seeing yourself on all sides and everything around you. Yeah. That's where the city is. It's in between the gap. It doesn't, it looks very narrow, but it's gotta be wide. It's just so big that these yachts look tiny in the Harbor. Wow. That was crazy. Yeah. That would be a little weird. That's gotta be really hot. Yeah. That's just, they did it because they could. That's what real wealth does right there. Do they get wind? Can you imagine the wind tunnel that's going to (laughs) happen? Through there. They would get a lot of wind. Unless they figured out the wind blows the other way, and so they built it that way. But there's an aerial view of it, and it just, like, 170 kilometers in length all the way out to the ocean. So, like, you're driving that city for 100 miles. I don't know what the ratio is for miles to kilometers, but it's it's less kilometers kilometers are less than a mile so it'd be like 100 miles i bet long city and it's not like you could go through a normal city within five miles but you stretch all that out to fill that space up you're driving forever to get to the other side yeah and imagine uh rush hour there's nowhere to go that's cool well um i think i if I, I have one last thing oh yeah well i, I oh your I answer would, oh yeah no, no, it's fine. I don't know. No, go ahead. That one. No, go. I <laughs> yeah. thought you were trying to close. No, no, no. no, no. I, I was going to say, uh, 
mine would be similar to new newtopia or new utopia i would i would want something where like the i was thinking caribbean but it's just too hot so off the coast of hawaii because that climate's a lot better if there was like a small island group that hasn't been discovered yet and it's like a quick little boat ride over to one of the hawaiian islands i would want to create like a country on one maybe just one island one island there that's nearby and name it and have like a town and have everything and just a beach house. That's probably what I would do. Nice. And then people could uh, barter and trade, but also they could use money. It'd probably be US dollar. It just makes it easy. Cause that's what I'm used to. But yeah. Simple or make your own money. I don't, I don't want to be like the Eric coin. That's too egotistical. It'd be yeah. the Johnson coin, a little more universal. Yeah. Fun. Um, okay. Yeah. One more. Yeah. So that's that's all for when we make millions and have our own countries. That's what's going to happen. Um, and you got one more thing. Yeah. If I were to say horseshoeing, what does that mean to you? Two things. Okay. You're shoeing a horse. Okay. Like you're actually having the horse's leg lifted and you're pounding the nails in with the shoe to put a shoe on the horse, or you're playing a round of horseshoes where you're throwing the horseshoes to the little metal rods sticking out of the ground and playing against somebody or practicing. Okay. I think. Well, you hit the nail. You put the, you hit the head on the nail. Um, head on the nail. Okay. I have been, my Instagram explore page is wild. And I don't know if it's because I have loose, I have verbally made fun of, and that's almost too far in saying that. Uh, I make fun of the idea of a horse girl. I think it's funny. I love that they have horse their own girls. thing. Yeah, I love yeah, horse girls because they have their own thing. It's it. Everyone has their niche thing. Okay. It is. It is a vibe. And yeah, horse girls actually scare me. But at the same time, I think they're I intense. Once, I, so. They're passionate yeah. and intense. And yeah, those two things are not bad. Um, but I get a bunch of horse content, You've people riding horses, um, breaking horses and horseshoeing. Right. And sometimes Horseshoe. it's, have you ever looked it up before? No. And sometimes the videos are actually putting on horseshoes, you know, um, yeah. like, but here's for, how you do it. For like, the oh, most part, it's people cleaning horses' feet, shaping the feet, like trimming their hooves. Hoofs? Hooves? Yeah, I, I got one of these yesterday, a hoof video, and it shows, like, actually. So this is, hold on, see. let me go to the oh. other one. Oh, you know, the one I got was, like, a guy sanding down a tree that looked like a horse foot and it was like the way you would do like this but it's that. it's so cool dude they take it this cool. think of you're gonna it's get this, way more of it now so will i because it's this it. knife tool that has a handle mm -hmm. that looks like a wood a woodworking tool you know and then it and has actually digging out dirt yeah no that's the nail bed so that's part of the nail bed um, that um they like yeah, shape like a into a v and then they take all the gunk out between the, you know, the front of the hoof where it's rounded from yeah. there all the way to the back of the foot, they clean out 
and then he's cutting and mold and cutting off the nail there. Yeah. Wow, that is insane. I don't. So, what did horses do before people? <laughs> they just had normal feet without having a. They couldn't walk around on it as much dirt as easily because they didn't have the the shoes on. They probably just died or young. Because because this keeps them from getting diseases. Because imagine you... getting kicked in like people get kicked in the face by horses and stuff and get kicked imagine getting kicked once it's been shooed you got that metal hitting you full force versus just a nail it's all bad it's all bad that's it's yeah, all that's it's crazy. also very relative um but the i because i've seen sometimes i'll again horse content it's horses that have been neglected and so mm-hmm. they're their hooves just are overgrown and they if the nail isn't trimmed it has nowhere to go so it just twists curls onto itself yeah and then curls and looks like a bugle <laughs> yeah it's the same as people yeah a bugle yeah they got they can uh, got bugle horns on their feet they can just um the, the people people's too have you seen it people let them grow and they twist and they become oh, these long yeah. things that dangle yeah. off people's hands but um, why is that? So what the horse has to run around a lot on stuff to keep it down. Basically, if they're not on, if they're in a soft field, they're screwed. Well, I wonder if, um, sorry, there's a video playing. Um, I wonder if when horses used to be wild, you know, mm-hmm. if because of the terrain, it would just shape the hoofs the way they need it to. Well, I think so, because with dog's claws, they run on concrete or rocks and it does keep it. You don't have to cut them as much. You just they keep going around. But if it's just grass, you're like, you got to go to rocks once in a while and just hit your hit your uh, uh, clompers or whatever those things are. Your feet on stuff. Yeah. Clompers. It's not a word. Um, Yeah. So like when I get when I stumble upon those overgrown, neglected horses, um, Mm -hmm. the that i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why it's, i find this so like interesting Pimp, like dr pimple popper you're just seeing something happening that's kind of like weird and different people are like oh look at that one yeah but what they do is they'll bring out an array of tools to trim this horse's hoof they'll bring out saws they bring out um uh i guess just all different types of saws or grinders um yeah and sometimes they have to make the horse go to sleep so that they can trim the foot because the or horse trim the hoof out mm-hmm. well i think just like uh isn't there something about nerves where like if something extends too far the sensitivity to the nerve becomes more yeah i think with dogs the quick the little the part underneath and uh, that's in back in the nail that you can cut sometimes if you don't trim the nails it gets longer oh. so you you can only trim the nails a certain amount each time and the problem with like when we had a dog that had uh, her name was icy named after icy hot <laughs> um but she had black nails and you couldn't see the quick so one time i cut it cut her nail and the and it hit the quick and she jumped back and it was like felt so bad but i mean you want a dog or an animal that has clear nails so you can actually see it but it will grow that's why you got to keep it trimmed because it will extend over time and then all of a sudden you got these nails that are real long that you got to work back very slowly yeah 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 it's probably that just to make it easier if there's nerves the horse is out and then you can trim it down and they might be in some pain but then they're yeah they're not kicking you and 
and fidgeting. Yeah, it's a whole world, horse world. Horse well, world. maybe this episode's called Horse Girls because horse girls are also, also really cool. I think cool. the first one, they are cool, but. You want to go with the, the Bible bumps Bible you bumps out? Bible bumps me out. Yeah. So, okay. Um, then very, very quickly, uh, what is the, what, uh, since you did mention it, what, what bums you out about, what's a quick answer for what bums you out about the Bible? What's the biggest bummer? I mean, there's a lot of, it's like the whole spectrum of stuff. It's like game of Thrones in there. You get everything, but what's the biggest bummer is that it's, I think people's association with the Bible bums me out, not necessarily the Bible itself. There are things in yeah. it that I'm like, this is, this book is from another time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. And it is indeed. And it proves itself that every single day every, with every passing moment. Um, and how people will take passages from the, of course, this is all through the perspective of Western religion modern religion yeah yeah of how people look at the old testament and take it as absolute truth or i guess any part of the bible um except for mm -hmm. like my exception with the bible is what jesus said because mm -hmm. it's accounted for for me and i have not studied the bible i've yeah. not gone through theology and all of that of like, you haven't gone to seminary school yet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yet. Yeah, that's funny. Um, <laughs> you're on your way. Next month, you're signing up. Yeah. You haven't gone yet. Sorry, some, for a semester in Jantober 7th. 2035. <laughs> yeah. Um, that like these books, that there's so many authors to the Bible. Yeah. That how do we know that it's not just someone's perspective or like the, right. I think what you had a modern... group of people making a decision back in the day about what books stayed in and which ones didn't, which is why the Gnostic gospels are interesting. Cause it's like, Oh, this one didn't make the cut, but it's got some stories that are pretty like interesting, but it was a yeah. group that's like, this one goes, this one goes, this one goes out, out. It's like the, you're cool. You're cool. You're cool. F you. You're cool. You're, you know, exactly. Like the, yeah. Where it's just like per someone's perspective through the filter of someone's perspective through the filter of someone's perspective that's held mm -hmm. as the absolute truth of how right. we should conduct our lives um is where mm -hmm. i check out yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah that's great that yeah, you that think that sense. i good for you yeah I'm going to go I home I think of now. it more like a, a guy. <laughs> I'm going to head home. Uh, see, I'm going to head home. See you guys later. See, for, and for me, I'm like, it's like a guideline for like, there's some good things about how to live your life. And like, sure, the words of Jesus, you sure. know, words of Jesus are accounted for, for being historically um, what he said in teachings. I'm like, you know what? I, uh, I have no problem. I mean, I guess the weird thing is like people are like, oh, well, Christians are judgmental. I'm like, the, the definition of a Christian is like a Christ follower. And I'm like, oh, if I'm following like what Jesus taught, be good to others, do this, don't, you know, treat people right, all these things. I'm like, that's literally the definition of what a Christian should be. Not like go to church every week, pay your tithe, do this. Like this is churchy things that are all done as extra. And I'm like, I'm not religious. I'm just like, I'm a Christian who is spiritual and 
And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, if all the, th- I don't know if every story is a hundred percent what happened, but I'm like, I think it's like a Jewish account do- uh, document of what they, what they did at that time and stuff. So, sure. but everyone does try to apply it to now and, yeah. and do that. So that's the thing that can bum you out is you're like, this story was about like a prostitute 2000 years ago who happened to be in a certain situation or something. And you're like, and then the guys were trying to stone her. And it's like, it's unfortunate because you get like the stories of like um, brothers going after their sisters, all kinds of crazy stuff that happened back, mm-hmm. back then. I'm like, I'm, I'm sure all those things happen. You look at any like medieval show and you're like, everything's really like rough <laughs> around the edges. Yeah. And there's also something to say about it being so bro Like there are very few accounts of women in the bible um where like they are the central character and they're not yeah because it came from a patriarchal society and so they like decided to tell it a certain way like they mention a few but they don't give it like the fair it's not there were so many amazing stories probably of people of women then that you just don't hear because of how they decided to account it yeah Yeah. because of class because of hierarchy all of that Mm -hmm. um yeah sexism so it's uh, a very fair fair thing is what you're saying yeah very fair tell of the history history no um, i know and that's it, what i'm being i'm being facetious and it, it still bums me out that the church is still very much the reflection of that um mm-hmm. to this day the overall church is like yeah. Well, I I I kind of want to get into the I want to talk to someone about the psychology of church and religion and people who feel the urge to become pastors. Um mm-hmm. I mean, we do know some pastors. I think it's so interesting. The church I grew up in, Seventh-day Adventist, they still uh worldwide don't uh, don't put men and women on the same playing field. They're like women can't be pastors because they're not or whatever because they're not as equal or like because they're gonna have a kid and then they're or i don't know what they're gonna say you know it's the same as the people that said like women shouldn't be ceos or something like that because yeah. they're like they should be paid less because they're gonna go have a kid somewhere i'm like that is not accurate yeah but um, we expect women to cool. raise the children and <laughs> yeah oh but and yeah. be the ceo and do this and co- yeah so it's all those things so i yeah i think that the that church and that was this was in the last few years they were like worldwide they still vote that women are not can't be pastors and i'm like what year is this yeah 1965 1970 that's what they're hoping like this is you guys this is 50 years later and you're still stuck in that so it makes uh, those kinds of things make people less interested but yeah i I just wanted to quickly get your we can dive more into this on another episode (laughs) because there's so much to, to 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 discover but I was curious why you were like the Bible bums me out. And I totally get that with that. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of things that are, can be bummers. I just choose to only look at the things of the, of every aspect of life that I like, which might be naivety and, but like ignorance is bliss. Sometimes if I just like focus on the things I, I like and the things that are good, then the bad part of the world doesn't reveal itself to me as much. But it's still there. Don't get me wrong. I just don't want to spend my time on it usually. But it is very interesting. It <laughs> it feels like a machine that's been going on for too long. And no one 
remembers why we're still doing it. Why we're keeping no this one knows. Machine going. No one knows how to turn it off. <laughs> no, like, not we, that. We broke the lever off. No, of just like the purpose of it, of like why we started this machine in the first place. Yeah. Well, like the the positive things from like people having a community and and a moral compass is like society yeah. being better because people are treating others better. Those things are all like universal and everyone has their, that's what a, like watching this, the Jack Ryan show. It's funny enough. It's like, it's a Tom Clancy thing. It's all about government and spies and stuff like that. And military and like war in the middle East. But it's like, you're seeing the perspective of the people that are considered the terrorists and how their cities were bombed by Western society when they were kids. So they're like trying to protect their people and do that. Everyone's like, focused on their religious practice and they're like they're saying may Allah be with you may god be with you everyone's doing their practice in their own way and so you're just like oh it's really like you see these perspectives and one person's view of this person's so different but they're seeing life through this other lens so that's why i'm like you can't you can't take any of these lenses away you take a lens away from someone and they got then it takes away their their floor some people they need that like foundation to stand on yeah but when we're like this religion's right this one's wrong you start to like take away people's uh floors and i'm i'm hoping everyone can stand on these their own little pedestals and just agree that no, no one has to be this on the same pedestal not everyone has to crowd onto one pedestal hopefully yeah okay let's get out of here we're getting out of here that's it we're too much theology for one day guys sorry no <laughs> Just kidding. Um, this is episode 110 of Shooting Debris, and we were shooting it and and watch Gray's man- Mansion. Check it out. We'll see you next week. Is it Gray or Gray's Mansion? It's Gray Gardens. I typed in Gray Mansion and it popped up and showed the people. So, Gray Gardens. <laughs> Check out Gray Gardens, not Green Gardens, Gray Gardens. We'll see you next week.